This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3513 for Wednesday the 19th of January 2022. Today's show is entitled, HB9HNT and Par 7 Canon Soda, Summits on the Air. It is hosted by Vinny, and is about 43 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, Summits on the Air is the combination of mountain climbing and amateur radio. Welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. That's an episode which is part of the series on, on ham radio. And I'm Benny, or HP9HNT, or Hotel Bravo 9 Hotel November Tango. And with me is Ken. And since you've got two call signs, I won't mention your call sign and let you introduce yourself. I'll go with PS7 Ken K E N, and I am here to assist you recording this show. That's perfect. Great, thank you. So, and the thing we're going to talk about is SOTA, which is short for Summits on the Air, which is basically a form to play ham radio. And of course, of course, when you talk about summits and, and mountains, then what do you do? You get someone who lives in the Netherlands to, to talk to you and ask the questions because they've got no clue. Is this correct, Ken? It's, it's completely, first of all, what is a mountain? Okay. Um, but but <laughs> I actually, I looked up whether, I mean, to play summits on the air, the first thing you need, you you um, got this correct. You need summits, and I looked up whether there. So, are, so when you say summits on the air, I, I thought that was like a you know a summit where there's like a meeting, a summit of VU advisors or something. But you actually mean the tops of mountains. Yes, exactly, and even actually even hills qualify. I looked up whether you you have any any mountains or hills that qualify in in the netherlands and actually there are two summits you can do to play sota in in the netherlands one is the on-ramp to the a1 <laughs> um all i did is look up the the sota reference i didn't look up the names because the names were in dutch and I'm not very good at Dutch, so no, no problem. I once, I once joked with my brother. Admittedly, we had a few points at the time that uh, when Dutch people live uh, leave the Netherlands, you know, there's uh, they they get altitude sickness and they have um, they have uh, oxygen tanks on the on the side of the roads when they go up the on ramp to a motorway. I, you mean like other people? Other people use oxygen tanks when they go below sea level, and people from the Netherlands use oxygen tank when they go above sea level. So. In his defence, it was late. We had many times. It was after lockdown. Okay, so okay, yeah, fair enough. Okay, so uh, summits on the air. So what's what's this deal? Um, you basically 
basically do ham radio from the top of a mountain, is it? Climb a mountain and make contacts. Is that the plan? Exactly. That's exactly the point. You bring your your equipment in your backpack or whatever and climb a mountain and then set up your equipment and make connections. Um, but you don't have the connections don't have to be to someone who's also on a mountaintop because this would be oh, okay. a, a bothersome. So they're basically, I'll get, I'll get into the details right away a, a little bit. Correct. There are basically two types to play um, SOTA and you can do both. For for example, today I was, I was, wasn't very well, so I didn't climb a mountain, so I was a chaser. And there are so-called activators and there are so-called mm-hmm. chasers. An activator is the person who actually climbs a mountain and tries to contact someone from, from the mountaintop. And a chaser is someone who sits at home or wherever, brings his hand radio to, to walk or something and answers answers the call. They're calling, yeah, exactly, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, and that's that's basically about all all you do. Um, there are different. You can use different modes to do this. Um, a lot of the smaller mountain peaks are done on the on the two meters and seventy centimeters band over FM frequency modulation. Uh, but you can also bring a whole um, shortwave station to the mountain top. They're they're quite small shortwave stations designed for this, and do mm-hmm. single sideband or you can. You can even do CW, which is which is Morse code, yeah, or yeah. you could do one of the of the modern digital ways to communicate, uh, which would be like something like FT eight. Well, that it's not it's not hmm. very it's not very popular to do this, but some people because you need of course you also need a computer and you also have to exactly, carry yeah. a computer. But some people like to do this because they don't like to speak another language than what they would speak on on um, VHF or UHF. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. So can you tell me some of the history about it, please? Yes. Um, I think the idea... Of, of summits in the air was was quite old. It existed a couple of years before someone actually, and I forgot I forgot all the names and I forgot to write them down. But uh, I think that's boring anyway. You can look them up on on the uh-huh. websites. I'll I'll post in the show notes. But the idea existed a couple of years before. It was actually launched on the 2nd of March 2002 in England and Wales. And, and Scotland followed, followed soon after, not, not too long. And it was, interestingly, it was from the beginning designed to be a form of ham radio game or whatever you want to call this that was based on the internet. 
So there was always it was always yeah. based on a on a database where you would enter your your entries, your activator entries or your chaser entries. It was always based on on a database of mountains or mountain peaks that that qualify. We'll we'll get to this later. So what yeah, yeah. what mountain peak qualifies and sometimes it even it even feels that the, the playing we also get to this later but just the, the playing feels a bit like cheating because sometimes you get to a mountain peak and if you've got a cell signal on the mountain peak uh, and internet access you can basically tell everyone in the world over the internet that you're on this mountain peak on this and this frequency and they know come get me yeah yeah exactly they even you can even install an app on your phone and you will get a ping that's that's what happened to me twice today i got the ping well there is someone on the summit close to me so i just uh, switch to the correct frequency and and talk to them so it was never it was never basically a a ham radio only mode of communication it always depended on depended on the internet yeah okay yeah i um, think that's uh, yep no cool so what are the rules because there has to be rules Uh, yes, there are rules. I mean, first you have to basically know what a, a SOTA summit is, or you have to define whether a summit you can just you can't just go to any summit that's on the map and say, "Well, I'm I'm here, I'm I'm playing SOTA." There there is special summits that qualify, and they have to have a 150 meters prominence, which means it has basically means around around the mountain it has to go down for 150 meters 360 degrees otherwise it doesn't it doesn't count so if you're on a mountain peak and it goes down like 50 meters and then the next peak starts and the next yeah. one is the next one is higher yeah, yeah. than the one you're on the one you're on doesn't count right I, I remember seeing something about this. So ha, presumably this is in a database somewhere, is it? Yes, and 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 now nowadays basically to be to be able to participate in SOTA in a country, you have to have a local association for for SOTA for for the country, and this association is in charge of defining what peaks are SOTA peaks and what peaks are not SOTA peaks. And of course, sometimes this changes because the data this is based on is sometimes not as accurate. And at the time, more accurate data becomes available. People realize that, well, this peak was qualified as a SOTA peak, but isn't qualified anymore. Okay. So it's, it's removed. And of course, the other way around. So and these associations, they also um, define regions in the country and define yeah. numbers for the peaks. So basically, every SOTA peak has a a a 
um, Zota reference, which is the country association, which would be uh, HB or Hotel Bravo in the case of Switzerland or um, PA, PA in your case. Yeah. And then there is a slash and then there is the region which in Switzerland is the, the code for the canton, which is, for example, SZ, in my case, in my area, or whatever canton. Basically the same, the same letters we put on, on the car plate. Yeah, yeah. And then there is a dash in the number. And interestingly, in, in the Netherlands, there is only one region, and it's also called PA. So... <laughs> Yeah, big surprise there, big surprise there, yeah. Yep. We're flat, rub it in, why don't you? Exactly. Well, but, I mean, you can you can still get chaser points from, from the Netherlands on, on shortwave, yeah. because shortwave well, travels do. quite yeah, a distance. Yeah. 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 Um, and usually, that's also the reference you, you give. If you, if you make contact with someone... You, you give this, of course, you usually you also give the name of the peak because people yeah. are more used to names of, than to to this reference. But you also give the reference because that's what you need to enter a contact in the database. And, and can you do this without entering a contact in the database? Say I was just at home and I happened to accidentally pick this up. Would that annoy people? Uh, no, absolutely not. Because um, for you to get chaser points, you have to enter your contacts in the chaser part of the database, and to get mm -hmm. activators point, you have points. You have to enter the contact in the activator part of the database. And th as far as I see, those are more or less unconnected. So you get you get your activator points no matter what. <clears throat> All you need right. is is a valid contact. Maybe we can okay. maybe we can mention right away what, what the valid contact means. I mean, that there are not no strict rules. Basically, of course, the contact has to go in both directions. So if I just yeah. hear if I just hear someone on the radio and they don't hear me, it doesn't count. And that's, that's so under the general rules, you have simplex, direct QSOs, or using a satellite. Can you go through each of those? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, a QSO is basically just um, for for anyone who does didn't do the ham license. QSO is basically just the ham jargon for for a connection so when when we say we do a qso on on the mountain that's basically which is contacted someone no matter what mode we use and you can't just go how's it going there it, there's a there's a you have to give your call sign they have to give their call sign and location and whatever um you have to give uh, well the rules don't explicitly uh, specify that you have to give your call sign, but they specify you have to keep to the rules of ham radio in a country, which right. in most country means you have to give your call sign. Yeah, and your your connection has to be has to be either a direct connection, meaning from from radio to radio, without a without a um, repeater or something. Repeater in the middle, yeah, because there, there, 
repeaters on mountain peaks, which make the would make this a lot easier. But yeah. because uh, it's I'll... hard to because it's hard to reach a satellite, it's basically um, restricted to terrestrial ter- terrestrial repeaters. You're allowed to do a contact over a satellite because this that's even more difficult than than a direct contact. Yeah. And by simplex, you mean what? Uh, simplex basically means just a direct connection. Bas- means simplex means on the same you send and you send and receive on the same frequency, which is yeah, something cool. you you usually do when you contact someone on on their personal radio. When you yeah. contact someone o- over a repeater, you use a different uh, transmit and receive. Um, yeah, except for satellite, you're going to have two different frequencies there by definition. Okay. Um, cool. h- how do you mean? How is how is it different for for satellites? Oh, no, be- they're okay, they're going to have mean, a send and receive frequency. Yeah, so yeah. So, but that's the same. That's, like that's just the nature of satellites. Yeah, yeah. but that's with every every repeater. Right? Yeah, because yeah. it wouldn't work otherwise. Coolio. Yeah. And you have a section here for points. So presumably you just don't want to climb a mountain for no reason. So you get points for going up on the summit. Yes, exactly. And, and you enter I think, them on the database. I, I think I skipped one thing when we talked about what's a valid connection. The, yeah. There is one thing, apart from just giving your call sign, there is one thing that's well, it's not required, but it's customary to give someone um, a a signal report. How how you you get your their how you get their signal? How, what the quality yeah, of their signal, yeah. basically? And there's two numbers. One number is how well you're able to understand them, which is between one and five. Five is perfectly clear, and one is. Uh, you don't understand the word, you just get like white noise. Of course, a one is not something you can realistically give someone as the first number. And the second number is the S level from from the radio. A S, that's basically per S level, that's uh, six six decibel, I think. Yeah, and usually, usually the radio just shows you a number between one and nine and that's the second number you give them so they they know how well they get to you and how well and you know how well you get to them yeah yeah okay and you're more usually hear people talk about five and nine your signals five and nine uh yes exactly and then there's an extra one one for mostly here yeah Somebody wants to do a show on this particular segment. It's uh, the signal quality thing is is a show in its is a question in itself on the Herrick exam, um, and then CW has an extra one which is so five nine and then one to nine for tone. Is it or is it one to five? I'm not sure. I'll research that before I do that show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've I think got we no covered. Tools. Yeah, it's. But the, the third number is someone something I don't usually use because I yeah. don't speak CB or CW yeah. yet. <laughs> I'm not sure whether this is something I'm I'm going to learn. I mean, well, maybe maybe yet. at some at some point, maybe yes. Okay. 
So, what is an activator? I think we already mentioned what an activator is in the beginning, but we didn't mention that you why you would even do this. I mean, of yeah, course, yeah. you do this because it's fun. You don't get anything mm-hmm. else than, except for the, the fun of it, and you get points. You can do nothing with the points except get awards, and you can do nothing with the awards except the get and uh, of your of your friends and peers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and uh, basically, to be an activator, what we didn't mention yet is there are some some more more precise rules how you have to get to the top of the peak. One thing is you have to use either a, a non-motorized bike, a animal transport, or walk up there. At least a non-motorized a, bike. Yes, any, any basically any non-motorized transport counts. I mean, an animal doesn't count as motorized. And what so, about if you're uh, mobility thingied? If you have mobility issues, then are there exceptions for that? Mm, I didn't see any, but honestly, I'm not sure whether in this case it's a lot of fun to be a a activator in the SOTA game. I think you would rather go for I've a seen chaser some, uh, anyway, because a lot of modified uh, wheelchairs that are built as tanks that would be awesome, like on a four by four or something going up. Anyway, let's uh, yeah. <laughs> let's work on the assumption that uh, yep. okay. if, you're, uh, if you're doing this, nobody's going to check. Yeah, but, but, but it's it's an interesting question, honestly. I mean, there there yeah. are mountain there are mountain peaks that are perfectly reachable on in a in an electric wheelchair, and yeah. I'm not sure whether this counts. It doesn't. It doesn't. In the rule, it explicitly mentions non-motorized bike. But it doesn't specify whether a wheelchair would be allowed or not, a motorized one. Yeah. Okay, the, the okay. second the second thing is you have to bring your power source with you. And I think okay. the power source is also not allowed to be motorized, so it has to be a battery, not not a generator. And it can't be it can't be a power source that's already available on the peak. So you have to bring your uh, your equipment and your own your own. Um, yeah, basically you have to be you have to be the mobile. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. The rules of this are, are a bit a bit hardcore physical. I, I'm I'm feeling this is uh, this is actually just a get fit regime tidied up into ham radio or something. I mean, to be honest, it specifies you have to walk the last part to the mountaintop. It doesn't specify how long this last part has to be. I mean, there are mountaintops in Switzerland where you can where you can take a cable car basically next to the peak and then walk like 25 meters over to the peak mm-hmm. and you're you're done, right? So Yeah. I think a lot of this though might be uh yes, let's call that cheating. <laughs> yep. Well, I think it's 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 officially allowed to use a cable car or whatever mode of transport there is to get yeah. to the to the peak. You only have to walk the last couple of meters, and this is this is perfectly okay. fine. Yeah, and then to to make the Q, QSO, you don't have to 
stand exactly on on the peak on the highest point you have but you can't be more than 25 meters below the highest point so there okay. is on every summit there is an activation zone that's a zone that's like within 25 meters of altitude of the summit and that's especially relevant if you want to do this on a peak where on the highest point there is a antenna for something whatever that um that disturbs your that's, signal right yeah so that can often be the case yeah. yeah exactly so you want to walk away from from this uh, a couple of meters yeah and then when you're Ooh. up there you start making contact right and the first when you do the first contact the mountain co counts or the summit counts as activated yeah. This is, you won't get any points for this, but that's relevant if you climb a mountain that has never, never been activated before. So you get right. to be the first activator and you get, you're on the list as the first person who, who activated this, this summit. Apart from this, I don't see how it's relevant to do just one, one connection. And to get points, you have to do four QSOs from the summit and right okay if you do four qso's you get a certain amount of points for a summit which depends on the altitude of the summit so the higher the mountain presumably the harder to climb and the more points you get and there is also a special bonus between november and someone in spring a winter bonus of three points the points for a summit are... In the Northern one Hemisphere, one ten. can only imagine. Yep. <laughs> well, you only get the winter bonus uh, if the summit is higher than 1,500 uh, meters. So you won't get the winter bonus in, in the Netherlands, I guess. No, the, I think this whole thing is jigged against the Netherlands, to be honest. Um, yeah. I'm not sure because... It's actually it's actually very hard to be a chaser in my area because I'm yeah. surrounded by mountains and I get I get a lot of contacts from from mountain peaks with people that live even even in at, at the moment I only do this on on the two meter and seventy centimeter band because I'm not equipped for for short wave. And I even get contacts from, from Germany and, and the flatter parts of Switzerland. But yeah. here, here I basically only get to the mountains that surround me or across the lake or something. So yeah, it's, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. It depends which side you are. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Of course, to be an activator, it's um, against the Netherlands. But uh, I would expect it's easier to be a chaser in the Netherlands than, than around here. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So we were talking about chasers and chasers basically get the same amount of points that an activator gets for, for the, what? for the peak. But it's, it's, it's basically on. So on the person who separate, has to carry everything up. Yeah. But it's a separate account. Separate, it's counted separately. So you oh, okay, okay, you get okay, chaser okay. points and you get activator points, and when you get to one thousand, that's one of the global or, or 
global um, awards you can get. When you get to 1,000 um, activator points, you get a mountain goat. For okay, every, uh, you, you can also get the second mountain goat. A real goat mountain for, goat. Um, or, no, it's just... Um, okay, I'm very yeah, disappointed. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and there are also other local awards. For example, in Switzerland, there is a, an award for for a certain amount of cantons. If you did like two peaks in, I don't remember, six, ten cantons, then you get... you can. Yeah get an award and there is also a chaser award a global one for 1000 points which is called a shack sloth so very different from being a mountain goat okay okay yeah so i think we've already covered what a chaser is or is there anything else you want to say about that no, uh, there is not a hell lot to say about chasers because all they do is um, sit in their homes. Of, yeah. of course, as a chaser, it's useful to have a more powerful antenna. It, not necessarily. Yeah, and also a more powerful station to send because then you, you get further and the people on, on the mountaintop usually have like small antennas and, and small hand radios. So you have to make up for, for this. And would a Yagi help? Should hmm, do, yeah, I'm, actually. Because you know where the mountain is. So. If you, yeah, true, true. You see, you see them. If you see the, the, the spot on the internet, you see the post on the internet where the person is, you can turn your Yagi uh, towards this mountain. And I uh, would imagine... This should help, yes. Cool. So, you've convinced me. I want to do this. Yes, nothing would give me greater joy than climbing up a mountain in the cold, lugging radios and batteries. What do I need? Okay, first of all, you move to a different country. Okay, no, sorry, <laughs> just joking. I come visit. <laughs> yep. I get a subscription to your local cable car company. Exactly. And then <laughs> get a trolley. Yep. <laughs> no, basically, the first thing you need is you need accounts for, for Sota Watch, which is a platform run by the British Association, that the, that's basically the, the global the coordination come up with it, I guess. organization. Sorry? The ones who come up with it, yeah? So, Are they the ones who invented this? Oh, thing? yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Um, I'm not sure whether they're the same people still, but they're definitely the same organization. And Soto Watch is basically the platform where you post whether you plant there are two different things you can do you can either post that you plan to go to a peak at a certain day or you can post that right now i'm on this peak that's that's called a spot yeah 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 and the the original idea basically the original idea of a spot was not that you go to a mountain because in 2002 there was no there was no mobile internet to post something from the, the top of a mountain right 
So the, ba the basic idea is that the first person who 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 heard you on, on the airwaves basically went to his computer at home and did the spot. So is this so, only men, or can we have women and other people? Um, I think we can have. Women. We can allow. <laughs> we can allow women, but it's so very. Yes. It's sadly, sadly, it's very uncommon. And whenever, whenever there is a woman, no, not whenever, but usually when you hear a woman, um, on a on a peak, then she's up there with her husband or a partner. It's well. It's sad, but that's the way it is. Yes, and we will we will endeavor to rectify this through our series of HBR. Yes, going exactly. To our because broad audience of, of yeah, because most of the HBR listeners are female, correct? They're gender neutral, as we all know. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we don't <that's> ask. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Anywho. we're. Where yes, did I start? Yeah, the, the original idea for Spot was that someone else posts the spot on the internet because they heard you on on the airwaves on, on the radio on a certain frequency, right? And nowadays you can of course do this yourself because you get internet access on on the mountaintop. There is also a way to do a spot via short SMS, short message on, on the phone. There are gateways that yeah. um, transfer the message. And the more interesting one is there, there are radios where you can also um, transmit a spot using APRS. APRS is um, short so for... Sorry? Go ahead, over. It's short for Automated Package Reporting System, which is a way to report a digital package from your from your radio it's usually used to transmit your gps coordinates that's that's why a lot of people assume that it's called automated position reporting system but it's actually yeah. automated package reporting and you can the package can contain anything it can be a personal message to someone or there are gateways and it can be a sota spot where you just transmit, well, I'm there and there on this peak. Of course, you don't get a confirmation whether you reached, whether your your spot actually reached the internet. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you've got your account on SOTA Watch, it's basically single sign-on. You also get an account for SOTA Data. That's the other part. That's a database where you enter your QSOs, either um, Chaser QSO uh, or the Activator QSO. By the way, there is a third type of QSO, which also um, there is a separate list of points for this. And that's a summit to summit QSO. That's a QSO where you are actually Chaser and the Activator because you're on a different summit than the person you're you're talking to and that's fun because then you know the other person oh, you're right. talking to is in another mountain peak and you're here then you can talk about what what's the weather like over there what's uh, what's the snow and whatever 
Ooh, that sounds cool. Yeah, that, I quite like this when I first, the first time I did a SOTA activation, I actually had the summit to summit contact and this was, was kind of interesting. I, I quite enjoyed talking to someone on another yeah. summit close by. Yeah. Well, then of course you need, you need a, a or several radios. Usually people who also activate in short wave usually bring two radios, one, a shortwave radio. Most of the activations are done on the 20 meters and 40 meters band. Mm-hmm. And of course, some people just bring a small antenna, like one of those, those, um, well, the one, the ones you just screw on top of the, of, on top of the radio. And yeah. Okay. Robert even, even, ones. Yeah, even for a short wave. And some people bring okay. like uh, huge equipment with poles and some people carry yakis on, on top of the mountain. So everything everything can be can be done. And you also then of course you also bring a UHF V UHF VHF um radio just because usually the con the people in the area are easily contacted on, on this one. Yeah. And you can also use this one to do, do an APRS spot and you can just use it, for example, also as a backup. I mean, if, you're, if your shortwave um, station doesn't work, you still get your, your small handheld radio and you can still get four QSOs. Some contacts. Yeah. You, you won't get like... 20, 30, 40 contacts. I mean, some people do this. They just go to a mountain top and spend like hours up there uh, talking to people and come back with like 40 contacts, 40 QSOs. But you won't do this just on on the 2 meter and 70 centimeters band. So there's no difference between whether you're talking to Bob Dunn in the car park or you're talking to Jan the other side of the world. A contact is a contact. A uh, contact is a contact as long as it's not over a repeater, terrestrial yes, repeater. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Then, gotcha. it, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, of course, it's more interesting to talk to someone on the other end yeah, of the world yeah, than, yeah. than to just someone close by. But that's something I still have to experience because those, I mean, it's not exactly a hobby that's cheap because a radios are either expensive or heavy, right? And for for the mountain peak, you don't want the heavy ones. And battery, batteries is exactly the same. You, you don't want to carry a, a lead acid battery up the mountain. You want something no. small, light, and expensive. So... You can you can spend a lot of money on on playing this. Of course, you can also just get uh, a cheap handheld, secondhand handheld radio and do everything on on two meters and seventy centimeters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some some mountain peaks, especially within the Alps, don't work that way because you're 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 so you're surrounded by other peaks. There is no way to get out on on those bands 
But for example, around here where I live, most peaks work also on, on the two meters and 70 centimeters band. Yeah. Okay, clear. Excellent. Uh, so. So is there, cover... any, is there anything I didn't cover? So, so what's a so spot you're, idea? You're the of... one who wants to who wants to start this. So, do you have everything you need except the the, the right country? Well, the right country, the body, the desire to do it. <laughs> this this would be my I personal idea of hell, having to slog up a mountain, uh, but. Oddly enough, there are people I know who who do enjoy sport, and I can definitely see that this has been something that would push all their sporty buttons as well as their uh, technical hobby buttons as well. So, this again, why do you get into uh, into amateur radio? Is you know could very well be for this. How cool would it be? Yeah, I mean, well, I didn't get into amateur radio for this. How, why I got into amateur radio, you have to listen to the other episode, Ken and I. Yes, exactly. But, <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been a mountaineer for years. I love climbing mountains. I, I love walking up mountains on my skis. And if you're, if you do this and you do an amateur amateur radio license that's SOTA is definitely something you want to want to try because it's it's absolutely fun to combine uh, those two hobbies and it's absolutely fun to annoy all your friends because now you have to spend like not only um 10 minutes on the peak to eat the sandwich uh, you have to spend an like one hour on the peak to, to make <laughs> contact now of course <laughs> obviously obviously <laughs> no i've, I've I've brought uh, some friends with me and they had to wait until I had my four QSOs, but they they didn't mind yet. Might, very, might, start, very good. might start at some point. But... No, that's uh, no, that was actually quite cool because I, I had kind of heard about this in passing, but I'd never met somebody who uh, was into it. So, yeah, cool. Well, if anyone has any questions, you can um, add them to the comments of the show, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I that I think there are two ways to ask questions in HPR, either or or make comments. Either you comment on the show, or you record a follow up show for the same series. <laughs> <laughs> Channeling your inner Which the there, thing good you should do, and um, I just I just said this that Ken doesn't have to, because Thank usually you. he's you. the one saying this. Absolutely brilliant. Benny, thank you very much for inviting me along on this, and I'm more than happy to do it in the future. Great, and thank you for, for coming along and co-hosting this show and, and talking to me and asking some of the questions. It's It's always easier to talk to the person to yourself okay thank you definitely do you want to do the traditional tune in tomorrow thing um i think you have to do this because i don't remember every part of it contractually yeah, it's, a, it's a tradition tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of hacker public radio 
You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR is kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.